Well, praise God and welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, Pastor Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas. And I'm excited to be in the Word of God today. I pray that wherever you are right now, if at all possible, you'd grab your Bible because when we study the Word of God, we actually need to see it. You know, we don't really trust anybody today when it comes to trying to tell us what the Bible says. We need a Bible. We need to see what it says our own selves. We need to know that because uh, even those who are do have Bible sometimes, and I'm, I've been guilty of this in the past, of sharing things that are wrong and, and for many years, and God just won't honor it. So uh, I, I'm very privileged, you're privileged, and really blessed of the Lord to have a, a just a Bible that is a good Bible that just tells us the Word of God. And, uh, you know, all the things that are being written now that move away from the Word of God is is really to be avoided because our faith, the faith that brings the grace that saves, our faith that, that we live by now, we don't, God says we don't live by sight or feeling, or but we live by faith. And that faith only comes from the Word of God and that as it pertains to the living Word of God, Jesus Christ. We need to always remember that and we will see that in this teaching today for we are in verse 18 is our main uh, scripture. We've not reached that point yet. I think I read it last week and now we're going to move in and talk about this. This is very profound. It's very simple. It's, I don't, I, it's amazing how we as ministers can move away from it. It, it, it's, it amazes me how we can even have known this, grabbed a hold of it, and boasted in our knowledge of it, and then later move away from it. It is amazing how that can happen even to the most prominent men in ministry today. Uh, fame comes, the, the desire to have to have and the focus on now needing more money to do more for God, but yet we move away and we begin to be desensitized. We begin to, even though we at one time were powerful preachers and determined to know nothing else but Christ and Him crucified and, and, and God used greatly, uh, it's amazing that we still can move away from our determination to know nothing else. And I believe what the Lord is giving us in these last days is, is helping to equip not just ministers but all of God's people to stay the course, to cling to the Word of God as it brings the faith we need for victory in Christ as it points to Calvary. And, and, and you need to understand, listen, there are all sorts of winds of doctrine that are going to blow through town. But you and I do not have to be carried away by them, carried off by them. We can learn to live after the Spirit. So let me remind you this morning, just because somebody has been used of God greatly, I mean absolutely phenomenal, does not mean we cannot begin to move away and make excuses now for why we're involved in this. Let me tell you something, my friend. Somebody's watching who needs to hear this today. We are told by our God as Christians, as His children, to flee the very appearance of evil. That's right. Not to be involved in anything that could hurt our brother or sister. We need to heed that. We, need not, we don't need to just take off with that and make excuses. We need to heed that. Amen? So where we are today is Romans chapter 1. And I will back up to verse 16 and roll into verse 18 where we are today. Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. 
of Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek because therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith. And very important note in case you're just jumping into this teaching session in the very middle uh, of chapter 1 you need to go back and listen to the other Session 17, 18, whatever it is, sessions on this chapter previously found on my YouTube channel at Curtis Hutchinson 316. You can find them all there and listen to them as God brings forth, uh, reveals rather the truth in His Word. And the just don't just get saved and have life by faith. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, the life I'm living right now, I'm living by not just faith, but the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Remember, faith before faith can exist in our hearts to bring the grace that saves, uh, uh, to, to bring the grace that teaches, to bring the grace that gifts us, to bring the grace that moves us on into the will of God and God uses us, before the faith can come for that the, the grace of God to function, it must be the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, but it must be in the context of Jesus Christ and what He provided at Calvary meaning that's where my faith must be. Faith does not come just because I, I, I hear the Word, I see the Word, I, I, I hear it with my physical ears, or I see it, I read it, I study it, and now I walk away and think I have faith. No, faith comes, faith is ministered to us if we hear it in its righteous context. And that always pertains to Christ and His crucifixion, for there is no other avenue for righteousness to come initially or us to daily bear the fruits of righteousness, to be led by the Holy Spirit in the path of righteousness. It does not exist. That's why Christ told us, you can do absolutely nothing without me. Nothing. We can't be saved without Him. We can't live saved without Him. We can't bear the fruits of His righteousness without Him. And with Him means our faith in what He did for us at Calvary. We've been crucified with Christ. The promise of Romans 8 and 32 that says, uh, for God spared not, you know, for God spared not His own only begotten, let me just turn over and read it. I don't want to mess it up. I want to make sure I get it right. Because God spared not His only Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him freely give us all things? Some of the things Christians do not have that they know in God's Word is on offer to them, available to them, it's because they've as you read in the letter to the Galatian church, they've moved, removed themselves from Him. Didn't say they're lost. They, the Bible teaches in Galatians, Galatians 1 and 6, Galatians 5, 1 through 4, that we as children of God can remove ourselves from Him, the one call, who called us into this grace, and, he, and He'll no longer be able to profit us or affect us. That's what our Bible tells us. And that's when we start using God's Word out of its righteous context. Because the Holy Spirit only imparts truth, but before He can impart it, He must 
attempt to teach it and it must be accepted. But the only way the Holy Spirit is able to, or the only way the Holy Spirit teaches truth is as He reveals Christ. That means what Christ did and who Christ is. But who Christ is, is what Christ did at Calvary. And what He did is who He is. You don't need to forget that. All the Word of God must be seen in its righteous context. And the reason, a big, huge reason we don't see a lot of the manifestation of things we know God desires for us is because we've moved away from the place where He can benefit us and affect us. We've moved outside of the place of grace. Because grace is not just something invisible that floats around that we have no matter what. No, God's grace is God at work. And God only works in truth, Psalms 33, 4. And all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. I'm going to say that again. Get your pencil and get your paper. If if you're interested in knowing truth, learning truth, and and walking in the place that God walks, which he says is in the light, then I'm going to share those with you again. God doesn't work outside of truth. All God's works are done in truth, Psalms 33 and 4. And all the words that God has ever spoken, all the words of my mouth, God says, are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Pray over those scriptures. Watch what the Lord will show you. Watch what the Lord will reveal to you. Because truth is a man named Jesus. And righteousness is what Jesus is to us and what He offers to us through our faith in the forgiveness of our sins. For He took our sins and gave us His righteousness, made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. Write these things down. Study these things. Let the Holy Spirit reveal the righteousness of God's Word to you. Because if we hold God's Word and we're about to read it, In Romans 1 and 18, if we hold God's word of truth, God's words that are truth, they are right. But if we hold them in a context outside of righteousness, God will oppose us. Let's look at the scriptures today. Romans 1, 18. Let's back up and roll into this from Romans 17. It makes more sense when you do that. Because therein, therein meaning the gospel message of the cross, Christ in Him crucified, is the righteousness of God revealed. Mm. Only through the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. And remember, God says all the words of His mouth are in righteousness. That means every word God has ever spoken must be seen through the gospel, through the sacrifice of Christ, or they'll be outside of their context. Watch carefully. Because therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith, at initial faith, to daily faith. Or you could say, from the faith of the Son of God that loved you and gave you, for you to the measure of faith He gives you when you believe upon Him and what He did at the cross. And then we go from faith to faith. But that's only as righteousness is being revealed to us in the truth, which is the gospel. Write these things down. You need to look at these things. You need to pray over these things. Not to ask God if they're right. They are right to show you 
the depth of these things so that you may be found stronger in the faith, refusing to jump on every bandwagon of false doctrine, every wind of doctrine that blows through town. You will know if they're not using God's Word through eyes that look through the blood, they're off track. It's just another scheme of man. It's another wind of doctrine that has the power in it to seduce God's people because they have a lack of knowledge. God's people are seduced, and not only seduced, but God said destroyed. Hosea 4, 6, write it down. Go look at it. For the lack of knowledge, for what you don't know will kill you. That's right. Ignorance has cost many a saint their lives. Paul told the church in Corinth, he writes to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, many are weak, sick, and dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. What happened at Calvary, the Lord's body, what he actually did there was not just die so you could have a ticket to heaven, but he died there so you could have an eternal abode with him and him have an abode with you and that you could be forgiven and delivered and walk in a place, I didn't say perfect, but where sin no longer dominates you and your daily life can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That is the will of God for the child of God. But that is an impossibility without the knowledge that your faith has to not only be in the cross, the death of Jesus initially, but every day of your life. And that when you study the Word, it must be seen and studied in that context. Because there and only there at the cross does God offer His righteousness for the swap of your sins. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus taught a daily cross. If any man's going to come after me, follow me. They're going to have to, first of all, deny themselves. Luke 9, 23, write it down. You're going to have to deny yourself, not of rock and roll music, not of, not of sugar in your tea, not of a pillow on your bed. You're going to have to deny yourself of whatever that is that's preventing you from just believing the cross is the answer and keeping your faith in the cross. That's taking up your cross daily and following Him. You can't be His disciple Luke 14, write it down, unless you take up your cross. It means you can't learn of the Lord unless your faith is in the cross. That's where He began to teach you, and that's the only avenue of teaching that exists because when He saved you, He made you a servant of righteousness. He made you righteous in Christ, and He made you a servant of righteousness, and He immediately began to teach you because grace teaches. The grace that saved you began to teach you. But men come along, and, and our own lust of our own flesh join the ranks of men and the doctrines of devils and we're seduced and we're pulled away into uh, the lust of our own flesh. We jump on the bandwagon of every wind of doctrine that comes through town instead of just clinging to the cross. Oh, we sing the songs. Some have turned away from those. Listen, I'm going to share it with you today. I hope you've got your Bible. I hope you're taking notes. I, I hope you really do care about the reality of God's Word being truth and that He only works in truth and that being a man and what He did at Calvary, Jesus is the truth of God's Word. 
And the only thing that makes him the applicable truth of God's Word is his cross. And again, that's not just a one-time end deal. If it were, we could rip out a lot of the New Testament because there are warnings for those who remove their faith from his, his sacrifice to other schemes of men. Words we speak schemes, the government of this, the government of that. All these things are seducing spirits to bring us into the bondage of sin again. Watch this, Romans 1.18. And notice through these scriptures, <coughs> Paul continues to say because, verse 16 says, because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Ver verse 17, because therein is the righteousness of God. Verse 18, because the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who are they? It's not, it's, not the, it's not the drunkards and the perverts. And it's those who hold the truth in an unrighteous manner. Those who hold the truth in an unrighteous manner that the Bible has revealed is in the gospel. The truth is the gospel. The truth is the gospel. Outside the gospel, God's word cannot be the truth to you. Explanation, I'm glad you ask. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said when He comes, He will reveal truth. And He said He will reveal the truth to you. He will comfort you with the truth. He will reveal that which is of mine, Jesus said. He, he, he'll be so focused on me, Jesus said, concerning Himself, that He won't even speak of Himself. He's only going to speak that which is of mine. And it's not that the Spirit of God is not truth because He is, but Jesus is the truth revealed to man for salvation and sanctification and all the benefits from God. For Jesus is the mediator between God and man. Hallelujah. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. So listen very carefully with your pencil and your paper. Take these notes. When the comfort of the Spirit of truth, when He comes, Jesus said he would, he would speak truth, He would reveal truth to you. So Proverbs 12 and 17, write these things down. He that speaks truth, the Holy Spirit, shows forth the righteousness of God. But a false witness, deceit. A false witness is one who holds God's Word outside of its manifestation of righteousness. Remember, if the truth is spoken, that means the gospel is being preached because before righteousness can be revealed, it must flow through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh my Lord, this is good teaching. See, this is what brings the church back to their first love when they hear the truth in its simplest form, its directional, in its, in its truthful form without adding or taking away, without any yeah buts. Yeah, I hear you but. Those yeah buts hold us to the law. They hold us under the law where we think we're right with God. The Judaizers thought they were right with God with all their heart. They wanted Paul to stop preaching this what they called a false message. They wanted the Galatian church to come out of that. Christ, listen, if Christ pulls you away from being circumcised and Christ pulls you away from you obeying the law and keeping the law, then Christ 
is a false. He's false. They did not understand. But God does not work in our lack of understanding. God only works in truth. God declares through the prophet Jeremiah, I believe it's chapter 9, verse 24, that we are, if we're going to boast, we're going to glory, we better be glorying in that we know God and that we understand God. And that only comes through faith in the gospel. So let's stop for a minute and make sure we get this right today. For many are coming back to the gospel. Do not trust a man. Do not trust how long a man has been in the ministry. Do not trust a man even if he's preached the cross for 40 years. If he begins to move away and waste sermon time, teaching time, uh, using God's word outside of appointing to the cross. Turn from those who only have a form, who once knew, be as Peter did. I mean, I'm sorry, be as Paul did. When Peter stood up to join the ranks, when Peter had moved away from grace, Paul had to rebuke him, not in an ugly way, but in a realization way. He had to rebuke him face to face, one-on-one, not just in private, but in the presence of the whole crowd. I'm telling you, you can trust God. You can't trust man. The only men you can trust are those who are holding God's Word in its righteous context. All others are to be turned away from, even if they used to be right, even if they used to be used by God in a profound way. You must not hold to them about what used to be. You must not hold to... have some kind of sentimental favor toward a denomination just because that's the denomination where God found you lost and saved you. He didn't use the denomination to save you. He used the gospel. Hallelujah. We give too much credit to denominations, even of old time past. Those are that which man puts together and give a name. Reminds me of Babel. Let us make a name for ourselves. No, let us exalt the name of Christ. Let us do away. Let us do without the names on the signs that men would think they, when they move to a new town because of a job or whatever the purpose, that they have to look for that name on that sign or that name. Let them look for the truth and where the truth is being ministered, not where there's a group of people who have a name above them other than the name of Christ. Amen. If the truth is being spoken, righteousness is being revealed. Remember, there is none without the gospel. And the gospel is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The gospel is that which saves. And the only thing that's ever saved anybody on the planet is faith in the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Christ, initial salvation, Everyday sanctification, which is the experience of my salvation. Watch. The just shall live by faith because the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth, holding the Bible, holding the truth in unrighteousness. Now, the wrath of God today is not like the wrath of God that's coming. That 
God will literally roll up the heavens and, and allow men on the earth to even look up into there and know that it's the wrath of the Lamb, the book of Revelation says, that hailstones are being thrown at those on the earth. They're under rocks. They're crying out, let us die, let us die. But they won't repent from their sorceries. And they just they want to die. Because they say, the wrath, and this is what they say in the book of Revelations, that the wrath of the Lamb is too much to bear. I'd rather have the grace and the mercy of the Lamb than the wrath of the Lamb in that day. But yet, though that wrath is not this wrath, there is a wrath here that's being revealed from heaven, and it's an opposition against all that men try to make the truth. All that men hold outside, all, the, all men that hold, I've been there, I speak from experience, teaching and preaching God's word outside of its righteous context and then claiming that's a move of God. No, it's not because God is opposing that. God will never use anything outside of the truth because God won't give us something he, that he won't work in. And God only works in the truth. Hallelujah. That means God only works in the revealed righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about that. God's Word outside of the avenue of Christ and Him crucified. The gospel of Jesus Christ means God won't work in it. That means all the schemes and all the fads and all the things that we've, we've thought we found in the Scriptures. Oh, how Elisha served Elijah and Timothy served Paul and, and, and all the things of that we find in the Scripture. And then we turn that into a false servant. Escalation or exaltation of men. How we now must tithe up to that man and that man must tithe up to that man. And we, we bring in the schemes and the pyramids of the world into the church and we begin to twist God's word out of its righteous context. Listen to me very carefully today. The scripture and example I always use is Mark 16, 16 where man reads the Bible and they say in that scripture God says that he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Well, if you see that through the blood, you'll know it's not speaking of water baptism because water baptism can't save you. It can't pay, play a part in your salvation. It can be a symbolic witness to, as a result of your salvation. But if you're looking through the blood, seeing the word in its righteous context, you'll know that it's not speaking of water baptism saving because the righteousness of God is revealed in the truth which is Christ and what He did to accomplish and finish the work for our salvation. Hebrews 1 and 3, when He had by Himself purged us from our sins, He sat down on the majesty on high. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I try to add to what Jesus finished at the cross for salvation then I'm using God's Word, holding God's truth in an unrighteous context. God can't work in that. As a matter of truthfully speaking, here in the Scriptures we see God is opposing that. He opposes that. He won't work in that. Every person that's ever been baptized in water for thinking they were going to be saved because they were water baptized still are not saved. They're not saved. Water, going in a tank of water cannot save you. Faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary can save you. 
The blood saves. Water don't save. The blood saves if you see the Scriptures through the righteousness of God, which is Christ and His offering on the cross. If you add to that, if, if you start twisting Scripture like many people do today, there's people out there in big, ministry, big ministries today that say we need more than what's written in the Bible. You know what that's a declaration of? God really didn't know. He really didn't give us everything we need. That there's still more that we need. Listen, if you've got faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary, you have now been entered, you've been brought into the kingdom, you've been baptized into the body of Christ through faith in His death, you've been placed, baptized into His death, you've been given, offered everything now that belongs to Christ. You're an heir, hallelujah, of God. Join heir with Christ. And the promises of God are in Him. Yes and amen, not maybe, and I'll think about it. But outside of this righteous context, faith cannot exist because all that exists outside of God's Word in its righteous context is the letter of the law. Do you understand that? Outside of its righteous context is the letter in its law form that will keep you down and only point you to Christ. There's no experience of Christ under the law. There's only a pointing to Christ. The law is our tutor. It's our schoolmaster to let us know that we're condemned and that Christ can justify us. But the law, there is no, the, the law is not of faith. Galatians 3.12, the law is not of faith. And everything outside of faith in God's Word through the avenue of Christ and Him crucified is law. It's law. The Judaizers used God's Word as law. Men use God's Word today. They hold the truth in an unrighteous manner because this message of the gospel is not what's building crowds. It's not what's, what will fill the pockets of the ministers. It's what will cause you to walk with God though. Yes, you'll be criticized, you'll be ridiculed, and many will be persecuted even more so as the days uh, go ahead of us. But let me, let me tell you what God's Word says about us who are in the faith, who God has been able to bring back to faith and grace, true faith and grace, biblical faith and grace. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just, those who have been justified by the blood and stay on the path of the just, the path shines more. It shines more until that perfect day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb forever. I'm so glad to be sharing God's Word as it is in truth, revealing His righteousness to you, Jesus Christ, and Him crucified. And I pray that you would tune in every week with pencil and paper in your Bible. Share these teachings with others at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, my Facebook page, Pastor Curtis or Curtis Hutchinson, and our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Tune in every week. Find the newest uploads there on my YouTube channel. God bless you. We love you. Until next week, stay determined.